Hello again, and welcome back to the Slow Flowers Podcast with Deborah Prinzing. This is episode 592. This is the weekly podcast about slow flowers and the people who grow and design with them. It's all about making a conscious choice, and I invite you to join the conversation and the creative community as we discuss the vital topics of saving our domestic flower farms and supporting a floral industry that relies on a safe, seasonal, and local supply of flowers and foliage. This show is brought to you by slowflowers.com, the free online directory to more than 850 florists, shops, and studios who design with local, seasonal, and sustainable flowers, and to the farms that grow those blooms. It's the conscious choice for buying and sending flowers. And thank you to our lead sponsor, Farm Girl Flowers. Farm Girl Flowers delivers iconic burlap wrap bouquets and lush, abundant arrangements to customers across the U.S., supporting U.S. flower farms by purchasing more than $10 million of U.S.-grown fresh and seasonal flowers and foliage annually. Discover more at farmgirlflowers.com. And thank you to Longfield Gardens, which provides home gardeners with high-quality flower bulbs and perennials. Their online store offers plants for every region and every season, from tulips and daffodils to dahlias, caladiums, and amaryllis. Check out the full catalog at longfield-gardens.com. Well, it's the start of January, and if you're like me, you have already swept away the holiday decor and turned the calendar page to 2023. It's time to shake off 2022 and dive into the new year with a fresh attitude and new commitment to shape our floral enterprises so they not only reflect our personal aesthetic, but also honor our values, personal mission, and the way we want to show up in this world. So I know you will be delighted to join my conversation today with Carolyn Kolb, Seattle-based floral designer and owner of Bloom Poet, a wedding and events design studio. Carolyn may be familiar to you for two reasons. First, she appeared as a guest of the Slow Flowers podcast in December of 2019 for a musical special. And second, she was a 2021 American Flowers Week botanical couture designer whose futuristic ombre hellebore dress generated a major wow factor among the media and flower lovers alike. In the past year, Carolyn has put all of her focus into the design side of her business, rebranding as Bloom Poet. Here's more about Carolyn Kulb. She's the founder and lead artist of Bloom Poet, a full-service wedding, florist, and event design company based in Seattle. Bloom Poet serves couples ready to create a meaningful and breathtaking experience for their wedding day. Carolyn helps couples dream big, embrace new ideas, and look to nature for inspiration. She also offers floral education and coaching to fellow florists and wedding pros. Through online classes and one-to-one coaching, Carolyn helps floral entrepreneurs learn proven methods for streamlining their wedding businesses and mastering sustainable floristry methods with less stress. Her work has been featured in national publications such as Flower Magazine, Isle Society, Well Wedded Magazine, Trends Magazine, and House.com. She's been invited to design, teach, and present across the country, including the Northwest Flower and Garden Show, the Evolve Your Wedding Business Podcast, and of course, the Slow Flowers Podcast and American Flowers Week. Carolyn believes that floral design is an art form meant to tell the stories of love. 
She wed her college sweetheart 12 years ago so they could serve in the Peace Corps together in Africa. After living in four countries and traveling in many more, Carolyn continues to draw upon multicultural art, architecture, and design influences in the way she crafts experiences for couples. She believes that in our culture, flowers are used to signify our most universal human experiences and to tell our stories in ways that words cannot. This confluence of art, exploring cultural traditions, and helping people celebrate their milestones is what brought Carolyn to floral design years ago and why she continues to love doing it. And in her free time, you can find Carolyn cuddling with her senior kitty, laughing with her husband, plotting where to travel next, tending her flower garden, writing music, spending time with friends, and learning Italian. When I invited Carolyn to join me to talk about sustainable wedding florals, she also agreed to design for us on camera. You'll see that in part two of this show, a fun demo in which Carolyn creates a lovely hand-tied wedding bouquet with all locally grown and domestic flowers using both fresh and dried ingredients. It's in the video posted in our show notes at slowflowerspodcast.com for episode 592. So let's jump right in and join my conversation with Carolyn Kolb of Bloom Poet. Let's get started. Welcome back to the Slow Flowers Show with Deborah Prinzing, and we're here in my dining room, which is sort of my fake studio, and my guest is Carolyn Culp. Hello, Carolyn. Hello. So good to be here. I'm happy you came over and brought tons of flowers. Yes. And Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Um, We're really excited today to talk about what Carolyn's doing and also get a bonus, a design demo uh, in part two of this uh, show. And I'm thank you for that. Uh, it is January 5th. So we're we're working with what's available. Yes. Locally. <laughs> Good caveat. Yes. <laughs> um, but some of you may remember that I invited Carolyn to be uh, a guest on the Slow Flowers podcast for our holiday special in December of 2019. Yes, we've forgotten everything that's happened since the start of 2020, but you were on and you talked about some of your musical uh, uh, evocations uh, yes. on the other side of your life, but your business was called Folk Art Flowers, yes. and you have rebranded yes. to Bloom Poet. Yes. Okay, so let's let's talk about that first, because that's, that's like a major. It's like... yeah. Changing your last name when you you know get married or something, which I didn't do, but <laughs> I didn't either. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, right on. All right. So the business change is 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 your identity. It is. Yeah. It was a. It was not an easy or flippant decision, I will say. Um, but in oh my god, what year was it? Time has no meaning anymore. But I know exactly. At some point in the last couple of years, recently, <laughs> recently. <laughs> Um, I really wanted to do more wedding work and really focus on weddings. And um, as folk art flowers, I was also like running a full flower farm, which was a lot of work. Um, And I had a lot of changes that made it so that I couldn't farm any longer on that property. Um, Because you were leasing, right? I was leasing the land. And then I had a bad injury and it was just like really messy. So Um, I was like, okay, let's, let's focus on weddings. And I realized that without also having the growing piece that folk art flowers really wasn't conveying the sort of value or experience that we were bringing to our clients. Mm -hmm. Um, it's a cute name and you operated for a number of years. Yeah. Yeah. 
And it worked really well for like all of the farm stuff and selling flowers to other people and Being doing more florist. Yeah, yeah, doing the farmer florist thing and retail and you know all of that. But um, when it came to weddings, I really wanted to book people who were looking for a more elevated experience and a more experiential yeah. um, wedding where the florals are like a focal point. They're integral to the design. They're part of the whole aesthetic. And having that name and kind of all the associated, like, IP with that was just, like, not doing it. Like, yeah, it just wasn't yeah. a good fit. Yeah, Bloom Poet, it, it, is, it is literary and romantic and yeah. has this sort of sophistication to it. I really like it. I love it. And it's that's I'm so glad you say that because it's so hard in a vacuum to know, like, is this going to land or is this cheesy? <laughs> well, and there's but, so many kind of... Something and something. There's so many of yes. those. So you, or, the like you know. hipster era of business creation. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so you were trying to, you were trying to be really intentional about finding a name that fit what you just described. Which, by the way, uh, Carolyn emailed me kind of a bio that talks about her relationship with her her couples, and I'll put that in our show notes because oh, yeah. you use words like um, you know mindfulness and thoughtfulness mm-hmm. and. Um, culture and mm-hmm. history and you know yeah. art and values and so you kind of wrote a persona of what type of couple you want to work with. 100% and all of that happened before I rebranded mm. because I really wanted to get clarity on who am I wanting to work with? Mm-hmm. Like I don't want to, weddings are way too much work to do them for people that you don't love working for. <laughs> so I wanted to get really clear and intentional about like, these are the people that I want to attract yeah. and, and have. So um, I also had a fabulous branding designer who helped me. Her name is Pat at Fancy Girl Designs. I'm name dropping her because she's amazing. Yeah, but, she's here in Seattle. Um, no, she's actually in Singapore. Oh, randomly. Wow. But Fancy um, Girl Designs. Yeah. Wow. And she is the one who was like, Carolyn, I know you have everything set up with this existing name, but I just don't see it happening. And I was like, oh, no. I oh, know. with folk art, you mean? Yeah. Oh, so she kind of. So she would kind of gave me the push because I was really, I really didn't want to have to like, you know, just all the paperwork yeah. and all the like, do a new Instagram, do a new website, do file a new business license, all of that stuff you have to do. And when was that time period? Was it during wedding season that you were trying to do it? Oh, goodness, no. Um, it like I last think winter. that was late when did I rebrand? Oh my God. It was in 2022. It was in 2022. So um, this was like fall 2021 okay. and like into into early spring 2022. Okay. So kind of in your so period where you... Kind of downtime where I could like time. say, okay, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> I'll listen to my gut on this and you. <laughs> yeah. And, and so... You we, knew she was right, but it was just, oh you gosh. were also thinking about all the work it was going to yeah. create. But in, deep down, I knew like, she's right. I need to change this. And I'm so glad that I did because it's gotten me like the best clients. Wow. Like I love every single one of my clients. I have not done a wedding for somebody that I didn't just absolutely connect with and like wow. love their vision and wow. love their wedding. So you also, I will mention this and what people will see it on the show notes, but, um, it seemed like you did some new identity branding uh, photos of yourself as a florist that you wanted to align with Bloom Poem. Yes. Uh, I did that last year, I think in April. Um, So that was kind of on the tail end of all of the rebranding process where things were kind of falling into place. 
Um, and I reached out to a colleague who's a wedding photographer here in Seattle. Her name is Janet Lynn Anderson. She's fantastic. And I love like everything she's ever shot. I'm <laughs> just like, I love your work. Please shoot me. Yeah. Um, so we collaborated on that shoot together for branding and, um, you know, put together like this whole table scene of like flowers and like cute nails that would never happen in wedding season. <laughs> you know, like, your hair was my hair was done. Thing. Like I look so cute, but you know, it was a really great shoot because it had you know like all my brand colors and all of oh, like this type of um, work that I love to create and like all of the delicate little spring things that are like my favorite until the next season. But yeah, you know, I but you were also really relaxed because you had a she felt a lot of trust and oh yeah reciprocity with her totally like that was one of my highlights from last year she was just so amazing to work with so Mm, that turned out really well when did you turn on bloom poet how did you kind of uh, launch i had a big list so have a big list um if you're gonna do this you mean like an emailing list um, no, like a to-do list. Oh, a to-do list. Okay. <laughs> this I is wish part I had of, a big This email. is part of your coaching, though. So we're going to talk about that. <laughs> Get there. Yeah. But um, I just had a big to-do list. I think it was in April of 2022 where everything, like, went live. I relaunched. was like, everything's changing. Um, I did tease it for, like, a few weeks beforehand. Just so people yeah. knew, like, something was coming. Um, because a piece of advice I got was like, you have to make people kind of care about your rebrand. Nobody really cares about your new website unless there's like a good reason. Um, you have to tell a story. Yeah. And like make people interested because mm. otherwise it's just another pretty square on Instagram or whatever. Um, so I, yeah, I, I switched over my Instagram. I turned up my like website stuff on my contact form change, you know, like changed over. She's all those things. Like I, yeah, I mean, it was a million things. And by then I had already done kind of all the back end, like financials and paperwork and business licensing, mm-hmm. all that stuff. But, um, yeah, going like live on the internet was like a big learning curve for me. Well, the reason I asked that Carolyn is that, um, in April of 2022, I'm guessing you already had a lot of 22 w- weddings in the yes, pipeline. I did. With, with people who booked you the year before. Yeah. So you kept them all happy, and oh, yeah. hopefully you had um, already chosen that you liked them and you wanted to work with them. Yes. And then when you said that everybody you've worked with since, you know, who's, who's hired you under Blue Poet, uh, did they just find you through Instagram or referrals? Or, like, how did, how did you notice the response from people you were trying to book. Yeah, book yeah. yeah. It, so that's a great point. So I actually told my couples before I told almost anyone else, because that's the kind of relationship I want is like just absolute trust in people. Yeah. Because I want them to trust me to do their wedding. Yeah. You want so, them to be invested in your success. Right. Yeah. And so, um, I trusted them with this like secret, right? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I am rebranding. So when we do your wedding, you're going to have a new florist, like, oh, you know, yeah. um, and sent them. I mean, I literally sent them screenshots of like, this is what the new website is going to look like. This is like, wow. whatever. And they were all so excited and on board and just like, that's great. I can't wait to see it. Like all of that. So because I started in the fall of 2021 with all of this, when I was booking people in that season, oh, right. I was really, I had all of that stuff in mind, even if it wasn't like fully done yet of like, who am I working for? Who am I marketing to? Who am I trying to like yeah. book this year? What like, what variables am I interested in here? 
Um, and so that's how they all like ended up being such amazing fits is because it was just so clear. I had so much clarity on that when yeah. I started that booking season. This on ramp that for months at a time yeah. or to before you turn right. on the name. And I took my couples with me mm-hmm. on that journey and mm-hmm. was like, hey, look what I'm doing. And like that's cool. Later you're gonna have to, you know, help me with reviews because it's going to be a new business name, and I'm yeah, going to need all the help I can absolutely. get. Absolutely. Yeah, so. Oh, that's so cool. So you talked about re, kind of reimagining the types of couples you want to work with and the elevated weddings. But what didn't seem to change to me is your values about sustainability and sourcing locally, because you did that under Full Guard Flowers, yeah, too, right? Yeah, 100%. So that carried with you then? Yes. Yeah. That, so my values are things to me that are, like, non-negotiables mm. and that... There's really no point to me in being in business for yourself if you're not aligned with your own values. Like, why would you do a thing that you don't believe in? Right. Um, it's like that, that you might not get be, be making the big bucks, but you should be able to make those decisions, right? Exactly. Yeah. And like that autonomy is like part of what makes business ownership so fantastic is that you get to be the boss and say like, no, we're not going to do this or we are going to do mm-hmm. this. Um, and so having started as a flower farmer... You know, I know how much hard work is going into every single one of these farms on the West Coast. Like who you're sourcing from. Yeah. Yeah. And and a lot of them are my friends from farming days where they've taken my landscape fabric or my drip tape. Like, you (laughs) know, they're my people, too. And um, I am just really, really like strict and and aligned with sourcing locally as much as I possibly can. And supporting local farms that, you know, may not even have other wholesale outlets, but like they'll sell to me because we're friends and, mm-hmm. you know, they know that I will come pick up flowers or whatever. Right, so right. You're, you're working with them, not treating them just as a vendor. Right. Yeah. And, you know, my couples actually love it because some of the things that I come up with for them are things that are really based on my intimate knowledge of what's growing here locally at any given time. Um and combinations that other people may not think of because they just don't know, like, all the crazy fun stuff that's available. Right. And so I just really love surprising people in that way where they're like, whoa, what is this? Right. That's it's my not, favorite question. <laughs> it's not the dirty dozen obvious flowers. It's, yeah. it's the, Some of those are in there, obviously, but yeah. others are quirky seed heads totally. or vines or bulb yeah. flowers that no one's grown. Yeah. Or things that, like, I've never worked with, but Mm -hmm. now I have this opportunity to, like, get it into something. Oh, because you're friends with the farmer and you've spotted it there properly or whatever. Yeah, Yeah. and I have a client that's like, oh, that's in their palette. Can I have it, please? You know, like, so my approach to that is super flexible. And my clients know that, like, nothing is guaranteed. Nature's in charge. But, you know, we're going to use things that are beautiful and local and also that are interesting, that that people can comment on, that can make something more elevated than just your typical standard whatever is at a wholesaler. And it's going to be, they want to, these people want to have a distinctive wedding because that's the kind of life they live anyway with intentionality. I'm just guessing. Yes, totally. My clients live life out loud. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they also value sustainability, but that's not like, the only thing they care about, they have these really amazing stories. Like I did a wedding last year that was like one of my favorites ever where 
um, they're mushroom hunters. Mm. And, you know, they had all this family coming to the Pacific Northwest who had never been here before. And they really wanted to show that off. And so we put mushrooms and moss and weird roots and like all sorts of just interesting earthy stuff stuff and ferns and all this stuff in their florals. And people could not stop talking about it. Like I actually stayed at that wedding, not, I mean, behind the scenes that whole night and all, like I kept hearing comments, overhearing people like, oh my gosh, what is this? Can you believe this? Look at these mushrooms. Are these real? Like, you know, and I just, I love that. Like that's art, right? Yes. Like that's the point of making art is to get people's reactions, yes. genuine reactions. Yes. I love it. And that's my approach. So. And then your, um, your other, uh, I think superpower is that you've figured out in your own methods to not ever use foam or any kind of chemical products. I mean, that's, we keep hearing people say they don't know how to do a wedding without, or centerpieces without foam. Not not as many in the flowers community, but in the greater floral marketplace, you hear it. It's such a standardized practice that when I started floristry, like I really thought you had to use foam. Mm -hmm. Like that's how pervasive it is in the wider sort of floral context. Mm. And That's a good point. Um, you don't have to. We do all of our weddings without foam. Granted, it took several years of like experimenting, piecing things together, trying things, learning things, getting mentorship, you know, doing those things to learn it all. Yes. Um, but now like any situation, any piece a client wants, like I can confidently say, yep, we can do that. I know exactly how I'm going to do that. Mm-hmm. What um, is, is, it, is it mainly like large centerpieces and elevated kind of arch installations? I think that's where people get stuck a lot. Like wearables, no problem. Bouquets, you're not using foam usually. Cascading bouquets, sometimes people use those weird things. You don't need that. Which I don't think are necessary, Um, yeah. You can do it without that for sure. Um, But yeah, I think people get hung up on like the centerpieces because it's like faster to use foam. But I actually don't think it is because you have to like soak it and then cut it and like... Tape it in. Tape it in. Like... It's, Touch it. it's actually more time. I mean, I've, I've freelanced for a lot of people who use foam and had to like work with it. And I'm just like, it's, this is not faster than chicken wire. <laughs> like it's not. Um, and then the installation piece, like people just don't know how to switch from foam or they have fears around like, um, it's going to wilt or it's not going to hold up or what if it's Stability, hot or, yeah. you know, that kind of stuff. And like, it's so easy to do it without foam. Like yeah. there are so many methods. There's so many great tools. There are new things all the time, um, that you could use. So it, there are so many alternatives. Like if people are stuck on it, I just encourage them to look at like what's out there because yeah. you don't have to use foam. Well, now you're going to make it easier for people who are stuck on it because yes. with Bloom Poet came in 2022. Carolyn Culb came in 2023. <laughs> you have a new, yes. a whole new platform now for, I, I'm assuming, like workshops and coaching and yeah. and uh, encouraging other uh, florists, wedding, wedding and event florists. Yeah. So that's sort of why I asked you to do this, to, to sit down with me today, is I yeah. wanted to share that with, with the community. Yeah. So, yeah, I, um, for years, people have been asking me these questions of like, well, how do you do this? Or I've had freelancers in who are like super skilled, but they're just like, oh my God, I've never seen this. How are you doing this? Like, teach me how to do this. And I realized that not everybody just knows this stuff. Like (laughs) we take it for granted when we're doing it all the time. 
Um, and you you know that because you necess- you necessarily didn't necessarily have it taught to you. You did a lot of trial and error and yes. um, prototypes, and you kind of just. Yeah. I mean, I did a lot of experimentation, yeah, but also like, it, right? like finding people who are doing film free stuff and being like, how do you do this? Like mm-hmm. I did a great workshop with Toby Nelson, like mm-hmm. several years ago, gosh, like 2017, 18, That's, something like that. Yeah, up on Whippy Island. Yeah. And, and that was amazing. Cause it was like, Oh, there are ways to do this without foam. And here's like, we made a bunch of stuff together and it was awesome. But then you adopted that into your own aesthetic yes. and put your own twist on it. Totally. Yeah. And there are methods, like, that I've just experimented with since then that now are, like, standbys in my business that, like, I don't know how I would do it without them. And it's not something that anyone taught me. It's just, like, let's try it. What happens yeah. if we do this? Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm launching a class next week um, on January 12th to just talk about every single foam-free method that we use. Everything that's in my brain, like wow. every method that we use for our big, fabulous weddings and also like when to use things and when to not use things. Because, you know, if it's 106 degrees like it was last summer, um, there are things that you might have to just tweak a little. <laughs> or maybe product choices that you're making. Totally. Right? Yeah. yeah. So there's a lot of thought that goes into it, but it's also like once you have a, just a, a toolbox of like, here's what you have to play with. It's so easy to just take and run with. So under Carolyn Kolb, that's going to be your education and, and coaching yes. channel of, of your business. Yeah. Okay. What other, I mean, I'm just trying, I'm going from memory here. So you have been doing some one-on-one coaching. Yeah. So is that kind of got this thing started? Yeah. So I've been doing, like, people have asked me to do, like, design classes or, like, um, help them with material choices or, like, foam-free design or whatever. So I've been doing a lot of, like, just studio one-on-one stuff with people, which has been really fun and great. Um, But because I keep getting questions about certain things and because I keep seeing things that people are struggling with in, like, florist groups or whatever, I was just like, oh, this doesn't have to be that hard. Like, you shouldn't have to scrimp for every little bit of information so that you can, like, figure it out. And I feel like that's kind of the state of floral education in some ways right now it's where kind of it's kind of like um topic by topic not yes comprehensive yeah there are very few places where you can go and just get like everything you need to run with something mm-hmm. um and I feel like there's also a lot of business process stuff that's like not sexy but very integral to running a business that you love like you know, it needs to be sustainable. And I mean that both like environmentally, but also for yourself, Mm -hmm. like for your own life, your needs. Mm -hmm. Like there are so many wedding pros who have quit, who have been totally burnt out, who have had meltdowns or crises or whatever that they've had to like learn the hard way to, you know, structure their, their stuff differently, whether that's like a team or a freelance team or, you know, their, their cash flow is all janky because you only make money half the year or whatever. Like, there are so many of those things too that I just see people constantly like freaked out about. And I'm like, it, it oh. doesn't have to be like that. Okay. So you're <laughs> going to have the kind of like uh, the skills and mechanics uh, part and sourcing probably. Yeah. But also if people just need business coaching. Yeah. A hundred percent. Because 
I mean, my past life, I managed like multi-million dollar projects across the globe with like global teams and stuff. Like none of that knowledge went away. Yeah. You're just translating that over. And to it's this. like, yeah. oh yeah. Like most people don't know how to manage a team of eight people on site the day of a wedding. Like that's not a thing that you just get taught at flower school or no, whatever. No, no, you're right. That is um, so much more of a project management skill yeah. that could you know, once you have those skills, as you're saying, it could translate to yeah. many different uh, segments of the industry. Totally. And I mean, every wedding is a project to manage. So yes. like, what are your yes. processes for that? Do you yes. have that down? Because if you don't, you're going to have a bad time and it's going to be stressful. And no wonder you're like, going to hate it. Yeah. Like you're going to have the wedding stress dreams because you don't have a <laughs> risk mitigation plan. Like, <laughs> But if you had a risk mitigation plan, like you probably would not have sh wedding stress dreams, right? Like, wow. So, and also earlier when you were talking about the checklist you had, when I thought you were talking about an email list, but the list, yeah. <laughs> I thought to myself, that list is somehow going to be part of a, a future workshop of like how to probably, rebrand yeah. or something, right? Yeah. Because you've done all the work. If that's something people need and want, like I'm, I'm honestly here to serve other florists and wedding pros because... You know, I don't have an agenda other than I want everyone to succeed and not be quite so burnt out yeah. and stressed out. Like I, it is super possible to have a wedding business that you love and that feels sustainable and easy and like delightful. And I just feel like that's not a lot of wedding pros experiences. Wow. Wow. <laughs> that just gave me a little shiver, like let it be easy and enjoyable and you know, if you're not happy, Carolyn's going to help you figure out how to restructure so that you can jettison the things that you don't give you joy and, yeah. and maybe make money in the, in the, in the process. Hopefully, let's is, hope so. Yeah. Cause we all need to make money. Well, also I feel like, um, you haven't stated this, but I, I sense this just from your personality and that is sharing your knowledge isn't going to create a whole new slew of competitors who are going to take business away from you. Like it, oh, no. there's enough business for everyone. There is so much business. Like the wedding industry, I don't remember the exact number, but it's like billions and billions mm -hmm. of dollars in the U S like people are ready to spend money on their weddings. Y'all are not going to take my clients from me. Like by learning the things that I know how to do in right. my business. Right. Like there is so much, there's so much business to go around. There's so much work to go around. And the truth is that, I refer a lot of people out to other florists. Um, just because just of a because, conflict or... Yeah, I'm not available or the budget doesn't work with what they want or, um, you know, there's some other, like, thing that I, you know, there's a reason I can't do it. Maybe yeah. I'm on vacation. Maybe yeah. I don't want to work that week. Like, yeah. you know. Um, so having more competent, like, amazing, talented people that I can refer to or, you know, if someone comes to me and they're like, I'm getting married in Minnesota. Do you know anybody? Like, mm -hmm. I would love to have somebody to be like, actually, yeah, yeah. Go, go to this person, you know. Yeah. So it it would just make everything better if people, if there's more competition in yeah. air quotes, because I like there's so much work. There's so many referrals happening all the time. And we can all like learn from each other. There's no reason to not like, there's no reason you can't have what's in my brain and take it and run with it with your business. Well, this is a good time of year at the start of the year to be talking about this because yeah. a lot of people got engaged over 
the holidays, okay. and they're going to start shop in the wedding. Seattle wedding show is this week, I think. Oh yeah, it is. So they're going to start shopping around for mm-hmm. florists. So, do you typically get a lot of inquiries during first quarter? Yes, definitely. I think um, people procrastinate when it comes to their florists a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I often get people who are like, "Oh my gosh, I realized I need a florist, and it's like March," and I'm like, "Cool." <laughs> Good luck, right? And you're trying to shift that mindset because you said you want people who put flowers first. Yes. So hopefully those folks start with the flowers and then go find the venue or something like that. Well, you kind of see both. It's really funny. Like um, I have people who are inquiring, who were inquiring last year about 2024. Wow. And I'm just like, I'm not ready yet, but I will let you know when my book's open for that. <laughs> and then you get the people who are like, I'm getting married in a month. Can you help me? And it's like, probably not. <laughs> Too extreme. So, you know, it takes all kinds, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I really am intentional about like who I take on and what we're promising and, you know, like what we can mm-hmm. deliver mm-hmm. because I want every client to feel like they have an incredible experience with us. Well, two questions that I know our viewers and listeners are thinking about that I'm going to ask you, and if you don't feel comfortable answering, you don't totally fine, but roughly how many weddings in a year is is appropriate or feels right to you? Or does it, is it a mix because some are like elopements and some are... Yeah, I think it depends on like the business. Like if you're doing the smaller, like pick up your flowers from me or like mm-hmm. an elopement bouquet or whatever, then your numbers are going to be huge because you can cram more of those in. Mm-hmm. Um, the way I have structured my business is that um, I only take on like a small number of events a year. And then um, I only take one wedding per weekend. So yes. I'm not trying, actually I had one reschedule last year where I tried to do a double header weekend and it was a nightmare. And I was like, never again, there's a new rule. Like, yeah. I'm yeah. not doing that. Yeah. Um, so I only take one wedding per weekend, um, which means like my calendar is very limited. And then I only take like, like last year I took probably 15 events total or six, somewhere in there, like 15 to 17, I'll say. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't remember exactly, but every single one of those events was like full blown, like intense, like perfection required, you know, like very high level work, full service work. And then I didn't do any elopements or any smaller weddings because I, I had to focus on these 15 projects, you know? Right. Um, that's why you were getting referrals out. Yeah. If I'm only available for 15 weddings, that's, I get a lot of referrals or a lot of inquiries. Like there is no possible way with the current structure of my business that I would take on 150 clients a year. Right. Um, and I don't want to. Yeah. Then you have a lot of mouths to feed too. You know, oh, you're, yeah. you're keeping employees. Totally. So you have the guaranteed labor and. Yeah. So okay. it's just, it depends on your business yeah. and the structure, but. Well, the other question is, um, do you have a minimum? And, yes. And how, what is your thought question. on, what are your thoughts on minimums? Um, I have a minimum. It actually went up uh, right after Thanksgiving because I wanted to make sure in booking season, people were working with realistic budgets. Um, I'm sure everyone on who's watching this knows this, but our flower costs at wholesale have gone up from anywhere from 50 to like 200% in the last couple years. Um, shipping, it's crazy. It's crazy. Wow. Shipping costs have doubled from places like Alaska and California. So if you want those peonies, like you're going to pay the same amount in shipping as you would for the peonies themselves, which it's worth it. But you have to factor that. You have to factor that in. And that's before you touch them. That's before you touch them. 
Mm-hmm. It's before you buy a ribbon. It's before you know, like before right. you have a vase out. Right. So it's just the just the the raw materials. <laughs> just the raw materials. So everybody has different philosophies about pricing and what you should charge and whatever. Um, but my minimum now is twelve thousand okay. dollars, and that's a realistic budget for somebody who has like an average wedding in our region with the level of attention to detail and design vision and execution that we bring. Yeah. Um, And it's really personalized. It's so personalized. They have a very personalized experience throughout the process. Um, We are co-creators. We're co-collaborators in designing their weddings. So it's just a very different high touch approach to yeah. weddings versus like here are packages. Like right. I don't do that. Right. Um, and that I, works for some people. Totally. For other reasons. Totally. Yeah. Um, but every single wedding I have looks very different and that's on purpose. And it's because every single couple I work with is very different. Yeah. They have different stories. They have different vibes they want. They have different like elements we want to bring in. They have different venues. So um, that's kind of, my approach is yeah. that like that's the minimum required to do the level of work you you want from me. Yeah. And that's sort of uh, back to being the business owner and making up the rules. That's you're comfortable with that rule. And if it oh, doesn't yeah. work for somebody, no hard feelings. Just like, yeah, I'll help you find somebody else. Totally. You know? And my my goal is to just help everybody the best I can. Yeah. So if somebody comes to me with a five thousand dollar budget in Seattle my job is then, hey, just so you know, like that budget is pretty unrealistic for what you want for full service, 150 guests, whatever, yeah, blah, blah, right. blah. It's fine for um, a, a small backyard wedding. Yeah, but you're going to have a real tough time finding somebody. So let me know if your budget is flexible and then I can refer you. Mm-hmm. Um, if not, like I can't really do anything because I don't want to refer people who don't have budget to other like, my want, friends. I don't want to sabotage your <laughs> friendships. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> Um, so yeah. that's my, that's how I handle that. Yeah. And, um, you know, if people are like, oh, I can't really afford you, but, or like, we have exactly your minimum as the budget. I'm like, okay, great. Here are the compromises you may have to make. Yeah. Um, if that's cool, great. If not, like I can refer you to someone else wow. who might have a slightly lower wow. minimum and then they can help you. But it's such a, such it's, a compliment though, that they're, they're yeah. see, people see it on your website. So they're, yeah. hopefully they've done their homework before totally. they. Most want, people do. Okay. Yeah. Because you're you're making that kind of a it's a way to self select out or yeah. yeah yeah oh and you asked me earlier about where people are finding me yeah and I didn't answer that. that's okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. okay um I do get leads from Instagram which is why I keep doing it even though I don't love Instagram yeah um a lot of people find me on Google mm-hmm. and that's where I find sometimes they don't read everything yeah. before they inquire yeah. so I have to kind of tell them like hey just so you know here's what you know we charge and whatever yeah um and then a lot of my best best clients I get from referrals so uh a lot of past clients refer which is always amazing because sometimes I get to see my past clients yeah. at the wedding and like give them a hug and maybe they're pregnant or, or somebody whatever. attended like, a wedding that you did and then yeah. three years later they're like oh yeah. I, I love those flowers so that's like the best but also like other wedding pros planners venue owners like people who like get couples kind of upstream before they are thinking about flowers necessarily yeah. um give me a lot of referrals and I always love that because I kind sweet. of it's like a known quantity I know I know the people that I would be working with and it's a lot easier to just say yes and because it it, you're right because it might be the photographer the relationship with the photographer yeah. or a, a caterer or, or a yeah. venue yeah 
Well, we're going to wrap up so we can get a little design demo. Yeah. So tell everyone what they need to know about the what you're launching on, on January 12th, and we'll yes. share all that information too. Great. So you can go right now to carolynkolb.com, and if you go to like our offerings and classes and all of that stuff, um, there is one class available, which is the first class. It's early in the year. <laughs> We're going to do a lot. So if there's something you don't see, email me and let me know. It's probably in the works. But um, this is about all about sustainable wedding design. So um, every phone-free method that we use in our business to create these fabulous weddings, when to use what method so you're not like freaked out about not using foam, um, ways to reduce your waste, ways to package without plastic, single-use plastic, all of that stuff. Um, you know, ways to reuse things, like things you might not have considered, and also just like how this could help your business. And I do want to say like these new couples who are younger, they actually care about this stuff. Right. Even if you don't yet, like they do. And and they may not know to ask for it, but if you tell them that's part of your brand, that's attractive. That's a sales a, point. A different yeah, yeah, a different client who's like, oh, great, I'm looking for that. Mm -hmm. So there are people who are actively looking for this stuff. Um, so that's my my spiel. But the class is going to be a live training on January 12th at 2 p.m. Pacific. And then there's going to be a replay. So if you can't make it, no sweat. Like, we'll send you a replay and all of that. And um, you'll also have, like, a cheat sheet of, like, here are all the ways you could do a compote. Here are all the ways you could do an installation. Like here, wow. just like yeah. it's right here, ready to go. Take it in your studio and start playing with it. Like, yeah, that's great because people learn in different ways. They can yeah. watch, but they need that maybe that PDF to refer to. Yeah. What is about how long will that be? The session? It's about 90 minutes, okay. I think. Um, and then there's going to be half an hour for. Q and A. Okay. So if Bring you, your questions. yes, if you sign up and you can't make it, you can send in questions and we will make sure that they get answered on the, on the actual training. Um, and if you don't join live or you don't buy it until after we do it, then you can't like send in your questions. Yeah. So that's the incentive to like, go ahead sure. and sign up early. And it's really affordable. Is it $99? It's $97. Oh, $97. Okay. Yeah. So it's, I, I really don't want to be trying to sell people like a $2,000 class for something that's like a bite size, like, here's my brain. Just dive in, grab it. Yeah. <laughs> Take what you need, right? And if you already know some foam free methods, but you're like, I've never heard of whatever, like Excelsior, great. Mm -hmm. Come to the class. Like, I guarantee that you're going to learn something new. If you don't learn something new, I will refund you 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Like, but I, I really want it to be a bite sized, actionable training that is completely practical and everything that you need to know and doesn't have like a weird sales pitch at the end yeah. or like a weird giant class you have to buy to get it like no well and you can put these <laughs> you can put these this knowledge to work in 24 hours you can immediately start yeah. uh implementing it in your design business yeah and if you are feeling like it's too big of a leap for this wedding season you have four months or whatever to, to test things and make sure I'm telling you the truth. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds great. And take it and run with it. So That's great. Thank you so much, Carolyn. Thank you, I'm really, really inspired by the way you're, you're kind of, you're walking the talk of your own values and um, also encouraging others to do the same. Thanks so much. You're welcome. Thanks for the morning of inspiration. Of course. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. You bet.
so much for joining us today as we discussed Carolyn's new course, Sustainable Wedding Design, goes live on Thursday, January 12th, and you can find the details at her website, carolynkulb.com, and in our show notes for episode 592 at slowflowerspodcast.com. The 90-minute comprehensive training will teach you how to create impeccable, long-lasting wedding designs using foam-free and sustainable floristry methods. As an introductory rate, the course is $97 and includes a 30-minute live Q&A session at the end of the training or the opportunity to submit questions in advance if you can't attend the live session. I hope you check it out. Our next sponsor, thank you, goes to Johnny's Selected Seeds, an employee-owned company that provides our industry with the best flower, herb, and vegetable seeds, supplied to farms large and small, and even to backyard cutting gardens like mine. Find the full catalog of flower seeds and bulbs at johnnysseeds.com. And here's some more news for the week. You're invited to join me in a conversation with creative business coach Emily Ellen Anderson at our January 2023 Slow Flowers member virtual meetup this Friday, January 13th. Starts at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern. It's our special New Year's meetup with Slow Flowers member Emily Ellen Anderson of Curious Lola. Emily is a business and bravery coach for artists. She helps creative entrepreneurs sell art to support their life, be willing to be seen and heard, and expand their own creative impact. Through a mix of practical strategy, business tools, and self-awareness exercises, artists who work with Emily grow their art practices in ways they never imagined were possible. The result is a self-assured, empowered artist who is deeply connected with their own creative genius, and the result of which is... Not surprisingly, a vibrant, flourishing business. You can find the link to pre-register to join us on the 13th in our show notes at slowflowerspodcast.com for episode 592. We also have that link in our uh, Instagram at slowflowerssociety in the menu of the profile. I hope you can join this enriching gathering. Our next thank you goes to Mayesh Wholesale Florist. Family-owned since 1978, Mayesh is the premier wedding and event supplier in the U.S., and we're thrilled to partner with Mayesh to promote local and domestic flowers, which they source from farms large and small around the U.S. Learn more at mayesh.com. Thanks so much for joining me today. The Slow Flowers Podcast is a member-supported endeavor downloaded more than one million times by listeners like you. Thank you for listening, commenting, and sharing. It means so much. As our movement gains more supporters and more passionate participants who believe in the importance of our domestic cut flower industry, the momentum is contagious. I know you feel it too. If you're new to our weekly show or a long-running podcast, check out all of our resources at slowflowerssociety.com. I'm Deborah Prinzing, host and producer of The Slow Flowers Show and The Slow Flowers Podcast. The Slow Flowers Podcast is engineered and edited by Andrew Brenlin. The content and opinions expressed here are either mine alone or those of my guests alone, independent of any podcast sponsor or other person, company, or organization. Next week, you're invited to join me in putting more slow flowers on the table, one stem, one vase at a time. I'll see you then. Mm-hmm.